I'm Lynn Wolf, and welcome to this edition of our Rural Lifestyle Dealer podcast series, where we're talking with Jonathan Hensey of Ewell Kubota about how you can prepare your facilities and inventory for extreme weather, keep your employees safe, and be a reliable source for your customers before and after the storm. Hensey is general manager for the dealership's Corpus Christi, Texas location, and he has worked through Hurricane Harvey and other major storms. Hurricane Harvey was the first hurricane I worked at here at Ewald Kubota. I had previously worked at a John Deere dealership for 24 years and been through many ones uh, in that time and was store manager there the whole time. So we kind of had a had a lot under my belt as far as what to, how to prepare and what to do, what not to do, when not to push the panic button, that sort of stuff. This dealership here, you know, we're, we're on the coast. We're, we're, we are ground zero if a storm hits this area. So it, it's something you have to take seriously. We're, we're not inland. We are on the coast. Joining the discussion where Hensie talks about the timeline of the storm. Twenty-four hours before the storm hits, the store needs to be closed. Your employees need time to take care of their personal needs, uh, secure their places, or get out of town if they're running from the storm. A lot of times, they have elderly people they're looking after. I know I had two employees that were had uh, parents that were in nursing homes that were closed down and had to make other preparations. So that's that's really important. Uh, getting the store shut down ahead of time, letting employees uh, get their personal lives in in order. The second thing is have a contact list available for all your employees so you can check on everybody after the storm. Keep everybody updated on what the game plan is as far as uh, reopening the store, getting back to business. With Hurricane Harvey here, it hit on a uh, on a weekend, Saturday, I believe. Sunday afternoon, I had checked in with all employees, made sure everybody was okay, didn't need any help. Monday, we got to the dealership with no electricity. We uh, took generators uh, opened up the power panel so we can get a couple rows of lights working and our com- in-house computer system back online. Get the store open. We basically ran the store for two days with no electricity, running on generators, taking care of customers' needs, uh, mainly chainsaws and lots of chainsaws and chains and gasoline. One of the hardest things during that time is, you know, not all our employees were at work the first couple days. Some were out of town. Some sustained damages and they weren't able to come in and again that one of the hardest things is taking care of your employees who are working uh, getting lunch for them because there's no restaurants around that are open because there's no electricity in the area so we would send somebody out and get a uh, chicken one day just something simple for everybody to to eat and just like I said the main thing is taking care of your employees so they take care of us uh, I guess the third day we had our electricity back got the store somewhat back running back to normal we were very fortunate that our one of the major manufacturers stepped up to the plate and they were delivering chainsaws to us once a day in a rented U-Haul truck because it didn't matter what you ordered, no freight lines were running for the first week. No UPS, no FedEx, no uh, common carriers. If it hadn't been for uh, them bringing us the chainsaws in a U-Haul truck, things would have been different. As far as reaching out to customers in the worst areas, there was a lot of flooded tractors, a lot of insurance claims, and after the storm, getting into those areas is hard. There's so much debris 
where, where you have four lanes roads, they were down to one lane because the debris was all pushed to the right-hand lane. And what we would do is try twice a week to have a truck in those areas bringing back equipment. It would you know, take a full day because it's your stop while they're loading debris, clearing the roads. It, it was just for about six weeks in a row, uh, twice or three times a week, we went in affected areas and brought equipment out of there, help customers get back up and running. Experienced a lot of uh, uh, insurance claims, mainly flooding. As far as uh, opening up and having extended hours, we didn't. We, uh, like I said, we worked our normal business hours because, like I said, it was our employees are are affected as well, and they have stuff to take care of after hours on their own time. One of the most important things is uh, documenting everything ahead of the storm. The day before the storm hits or the last day you're open is we take all our computers that are any uh, towers that are sitting on the ground. We put them on top of the desk to get them off in case there was some flooding coming in the building. Nowadays, with modern technology, it's just crucial to document everything. You can take a phone and make 10 simple videos of your yard where everything's at, where equipment's at in case there is looting or, uh, you know, say a tornado went through and everything got jammed. You, you know exactly what you had ahead of time. It's it's Nowadays, it's real simple to do. Uh, documenting, like I said, everything with, with the phone as far as pictures and videos and stuff like that. Here, we were very fortunate. Our store sustained very minimal damage. Uh, the Kubota sign out front was a casualty, and we had a portable building in the back that lost its roof. Uh, other than that, we fared very well. Now, do you have um, written procedures for um, what you're supposed to do, do, or do your department has just, you know, know what they're supposed to, you know, everybody's supposed to do so you can all coordinate, or is that something that you lead? Um, you know, how do you that's something in- that's something as a store manager that I just grab the bull by the horns and runs with uh, the whole thing. It's like any business communication is the key. Open communication ahead of time. You tell your employees if the storm comes in, we are going to take off this day. We're going to shut down where you have time so they know what they can do as far as getting their stuff prepared and taken care of at the house and everything else. Uh, but just like I said, we'd, we'd have a meeting. Sometimes it was twice a day on what we need to do, what I liked, what I didn't like, and uh, what we needed to work on. And same thing the Sunday after the storm. It was communication via text messages. A lot of uh, cell phone towers were down. It didn't work, and phones didn't work, but you could get a text through. So there's a lot of communicating via text messaging, and I just think that's very important. Staying up, staying up with your employees, keeping in contact, you know, even before the storm, just letting them know what's going to happen, how we plan on uh, implementing our, you know, our procedure. So let's break down a little bit um, some of the the prep that you did with your larger equipment. Did you move them to a different location, or just you know uh, in another spot at your location? What did you do with your larger, you know, your tractors and larger equipment? What we we're we're a small dealership here. Uh, we have a little bit of swamp ground. I call it in front by the highway. We moved everything out of there. Got everything on high ground. Uh, this dealership has two main gates we parked all the big equipment in front of the gates the day we left uh to give a little more make it a little more secure in case there was any vandalism or looting or 
criminal mischief, you know, just make it harder to get something out of this place. Uh, as far as putting stuff in the warehouse, cramming as much stuff in the building as we did, I don't believe in that because in a catastrophic event, if you have everything inside, the building comes down. A lot of times that you have way more damage from the debris from the building falling on top of stuff than if you'd have just left it out in the open. And what about things like, you know, your parts department, your service department, uh, the, you know, the tools, the, um, all the, the parts, what did, where, where did those go? Everything stays put. That's what, okay. that's what, um, uh, insurance is for in a catastrophic event that the building blows apart. That's one of those deals ahead of time. It's why it's so important to take the short videos and snap pictures the way everything's set up. And it just makes it so much easier if you ever have a, uh, a catastrophe to to deal with your insurance company when you have pictures of everything same with after the storm if you have equipment that went underwater you know we were fortunate we didn't have any here but i know other dealerships have and it's get pictures of that stuff when it's underwater get uh you know just document everything that like i said i keep stressing nowadays with these iphones the technology is awesome uh use it to the best of best of your ability. I still think the most important thing as far as preparations for a hurricane, hands down, is open communication with all your employees. And you said for that you um, you have a, a contact list, so you, you have you able to reach them through text? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Contact. And like I said, part of the preparation ahead of time was employees that were leaving town or running from the storm, uh, getting alternate numbers for them for if they're staying with a relative or an uncle. I wanted a number of that uncle so uh, we could just check in and make sure everybody was fine and also keep them updated on what's going on here in you know in ground zero that's that's always important uh like i said communication open communication is a key and then with protecting uh, computers and data you did say that you know you would move um, towers up onto desks um is there a uh a process for backing up computers or, you know, how do you handle? Yes, we have, we have an awesome, we have an awesome IT department and that's, that's out of my hands. That's above my line of expertise. That's one of those deals where a store manager, you delegate that and tell them to make it happen. Like running the store for two days or three days, actually without internet, you know, nowadays everything's internet based parts, look up everything. And what we did here, we just said, uh, set up two phones with hotspots and used uh, a cell phone as a hotspot to get our uh, get our uh, internet working so we could look up parts uh, place orders and stuff like that Jonathan Hensley of Iwaka Boda stresses that employee safety has to be your number one concern when dealing with any kind of impending weather. Make sure you have a contact list that includes mobile numbers and alternative numbers. And if you have warning of a storm, consider closing down 24 hours before it hits. Next in our discussion, Hensley talks about serving customers in the aftermath. And then you talked about your, you know, your customers and, and uh, you know, reaching the customers, just physically reaching them with the, all the debris. How were they communicating with you and were you able to go onto their own farms to get their equipment? You know, were you doing things like meeting them in certain places? You know, how did you make to, that work? 
To be honest, you're so overwhelmed uh, right after the storm, the first three weeks. There's a line of people getting in your dealership, buying chainsaws, chainsaws. And did I tell you we sold chainsaws? It was just, that was the whole biggest thing was chainsaws and then uh, brush grapples for tractors for uh, debris cleanup. I probably sold 50 or so of those going on front end loaders to you know move limb, tree limbs and stuff like that. But uh, as far as reaching out to customers, it was all we could do to keep our head above water handling the calls that came into us. And then you mentioned the, the chainsaws and the, the special deliveries of those and, and things like grapples. Uh, when you do your inventory, are you, you know, doing planning for um, having extra on hand for, for disasters? Oh, oh absolutely. Uh, when a storm's in the Gulf headed our way, we make sure we have bare minimum some grapples. that uh, We source them locally. And rather than bring a bunch of stuff to this location, Ahead of the storm, what we like to do is we have further stores inland, let them bring it to us after the storm. So it's in case a, a, a tornado come through and the stuff we had stockpiled here didn't get destroyed. We had our other stores ready to truck generators down here, uh, chainsaws, stuff like that. It's, it's, it's all about working as a team. It's, that's I keep stressing that, but that's being a good manager. It's 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 all about working as a team, being as transparent as you can ahead of time, and even after the storm. As far as what we're going to do, uh, the first we're open Saturdays, you know. The but normally a partial crew, and you know I let everybody know the first month it was all hands on deck on Saturday. We we gave it our all. To, to take care of customers. We tried to get everything picked up and on the yard as quick as possible. And But the hard, that's a very difficult task because the roads, everybody's, and then you have all the volunteers trying to get into the affected areas. Traffic is a nightmare where to get to Rockport, which was ground zero. Normally it's a 30 minute trip for us. There was days it would take three hours just to get to the city limits. Traffic is so bad and like I said, that's four-lane highway. The ins, the outer lanes are all blocked with debris. That's where all the telephone poles, wires, brush, trees, they just took dozers and stuff or tractors and pushed everything to the right-hand lane. So, you know, one lane of traffic can get through. So there's times they're hauling that debris out and you're in traffic line. The, all traffic is shut down while they load up a truck and get a you know load of debris out of there and then it's open for 30 minutes and then Another, tr- you know, traffic is shut down while another truck gets loaded up. It's it's a painful process. It's uh, it's you know, tempers are sharp, but you, you just you got to be patient and 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 just work st- you know work at it steadily. Probably the the worst, the hardest part was dealing with traffic, and you, you couldn't get in affected areas. And then, uh, like I said, when you when you're without electricity. It's taking care of your employees, taking care of the people that live there. It's, you know, with water and food, that's that's a big deal. The the two days, three days, two days we're open without electricity. Like I said, just, just providing lunch for employees, we'd have to send somebody 20 miles to, you know, find something open. And then after the storm, when people are coming in and, and they have some damaged equipment, they, uh, you know, might interested in, in trading uh, for new equipment is there you know anything that you um, 
any process you follow or anything you particularly keep in mind with uh, taking in trade-ins for that where equipment has been damaged or you know flooded out? The whole thing is it just being smart and document everything. You want to be as fair and honest as, as people as you possibly can. Uh, you know, everybody's, it's a hardship on everybody. Uh, customers having to replace stuff, us trying to scramble to get stuff put together and, and serviced and decide, letting helping an insurance company decide whether it is salvageable or not, if it's totaled or not. Uh, but it's just, it's one of those deals where everybody has to work together and be as open as honest as you can. If you can't get to something for a week, you have to tell a customer, I'm sorry, but I'll get to it as quick as I can. And then follow up in a couple of days and tell them, yes, sir, we're, you're online. We, we will have your two more days. We'll have it picked up. Or it's just, it's, it's communication and being upfront and honest is, is two of the most important things. Now going through um, Hurricane Harvey and then the other events that you've that you prepared for and made your way through. Is there anything that you might be changing going forward? Oh yes, we. There, anytime you look at the way something was, when uh, we, a month later, we sit down and uh, have a meeting and uh, just discuss what what we did, what we what we didn't like, what what we could do, how we could do something better. That uh, you know, there's always things that can be tweaked because sometimes you go six or seven years before you have to uh, prepare for one of these. You know, uh, it's just, and everyone is different. You know, some storms, it's all about wind damage. Some storms, it's all about flooding. I know in the uh, early 80s, we experienced a storm that there was like 25 inches of rain dumped in the Corpus area, and uh, literally everything was underwater. And then 10 years prior to that, Hurricane Celia uh, was all about wind. Everything was destroyed. It's it's just, I keep going back to communication. It's working as a team uh, with your employees, and there's things as a manager you miss or forget about, and it could be a new hire. Somebody hadn't worked with you three weeks. Hey, boss, how about this? And, you know, you kind of feel silly. Why didn't I think of that? But it's it's all about communication and being open. You know, having a plan where you, that where you, you know, changes day by day, sometimes hour by hour with the next weather report. You have to stay on top of it. Well, that's interesting what you said about, you know, with hurricanes, at least there is some some prep time um, because, you know, definitely some other areas, um, you know, with tornadoes just don't have that kind of prep time. And It gives you minimum three to four days preparation uh, where you can, uh, like I said, get everything together, get everything lined up and, and have a plan of attack for it. Okay, um, good. Is there anything else in particular that I didn't ask you about or that you wanted to, to share with other dealers that might be facing similar catastrophes in their area? I still, like, I keep going back to communication and having a plan. Uh, this is what we do when there's a storm, name storm in the Gulf. If, the bull, if it has its bullseye on us is when we need to get serious, get everything picked up, get the building secure, get the board plywood on all the windows, uh, and just, like I said, document everything, take pictures, having that call list for employees. The whole thing is just making sure all your employees are, are taken care of, you know, before and after. It's all about teamwork and, and helping out, the, you know, the best you can. Thank you to Jonathan Hinsey of Ewell Kubota for his on-the-ground advice for dealing with severe weather. A good point was to stock equipment used for cleanup, like chainsaws and grapples, at locations nearby but outside of the storm's path. Then you can quickly bring them in when you need to restock your own inventory. 
And after things settle down, meet with your staff to discuss what worked and what didn't so you can adapt your plan for the next storm. Thanks for joining us and stay tuned for additional podcasts from our experts and dealers. If you're not yet a podcast subscriber, our series is currently available in iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. And if you're not yet a subscriber to our print or digital content, head on over to RuralLifestyleDealer.com and join our community. From all of us at Rural Lifestyle Dealer, I'm Lynn Wolf, and thanks for listening. 